Hey everyone, this is Don, the GM of Hexgrid Heroes. Uh, new episode for you all, this is Spaceport Story, so we're going to be diverging ever so slightly from the main storyline. I just felt I needed to give you all a slight disclaimer. There was some technical issues on my part in the recording process of this episode. So uh, after much ado, um, my buddy Sean of the Eterna podcast uh, helped me out, did me a huge solid helping me get this episode listenable for you all. So um, thanks again, Sean. Couldn't have done this without you. Uh, very excited for this story. And I'd also like to give a shout out to the two five-star reviews left on iTunes. Uh, thank you, Sarah L. Kinney and Midwest War Gaming for your feedback. Really appreciate it. Happy to return the favor. And if you'd like to get a shout out, leave us a five-star review yourself. All that being said, I'd like for you to now enjoy Spaceport Stories 2. Nicest of you to drop in. Hello and welcome listeners, it's me your DJ Akim Razur for Pirate Radio. And tonight, we have another episode of the Hex Great Heroes podcast. So sit back, listen, and enjoy. Well, last we left the Hex Great Heroes, they had dispatched with the remainder of the cybernetic Isoki zombies. The stewards came on board and let them know that they had notification that there was a firefight on board and they were told to uh, leave the station and go on with their Starfinder business. Immediately after the battle, Gaia decided rather than celebrate the victory with her new companions, she kind of just bloop and went to her quarters. And as Gaia is settling into her cramped cabin aboard the On the Morrow, she notices that the crew quarters of the ship are nothing more than sliced open and divided up shipping containers, welded against the starboard side of the cargo hold. Her cabin has the benefit of having a small porthole, and as she stows away her various weapons and gear in a bent and gnarled locker, she can see the hangar bay of the Lore Spire complex slide past as the freighter ship pulls away from Absalom Station. Out away, she sees the cloud of starships that constantly surround the station, most notably the giant cruisers of the Iomidean Navy slowly winding their way in space, their gleaming white hulls speckled with stained glass accents catching the sun's light. Tiny fleets of smaller ships zip all around the largest cathedral ship formation. Just then, the angle of the starlight and the broadside of the said battleship connect fully in such a way that the light momentarily blasts the drow woman's eyes directly. Blinded by the intensity, she clamps her eyes closed, and as she does, memories of another time she was blinded in such a way fill her head. Her eyes open. The roaring wind and the snap of a tent flap are all that can be heard. It is nighttime, but for Guy, that is no problem. The black and white of her dark vision sees the dunes of snow and ice sharply contrasted with the night sky. On this night, at least, the gleam of eyes don't peer out around the scattered boulders of this craggy mountainside. Her bitterly cold gray hand grips a pistol tightly, so tightly in fact she doesn't know if she could open it without assistance. She's on guard duty. After the first night on this part of Nysus, after defending the small cave they landed in from long-toothed predators that seemed to disappear into the ice below, it was determined that they would need to make camp elsewhere. They, being her travel companion, Orin, the Vesk sniper, currently catching his 40 winks in the tent behind her. Day and night cycles on a planetoid such as this can be strange, so her ability to see enemies in the dark gave her the edge and Orin the chance to catch up on some much-needed sleep. Navigating the asteroid field of the Diaspora was no small feat, 
After days straight of looking for an uninhabited spot among all the pirates, miners, and Sarkeesian crash worlds, Orin finally had to set down on Nysus, a giant ice ball filled with water. Not much life was supported here, except it seems for those predators that swarmed them. Supplies have been dwindling as ever close to zero, and she knows when Orin rises a hunt will be on the agenda. Orin has been sleeping for a good long while. Finally he awakens, arms stiff from holding ship control steady and spine popping and cracking as he stands from all those many hours sitting in the cockpit of the fighter. Ugh. Ugh. God. It's nice being out of that damn ship, but Jesus, why do we have to end up on this cold-ass rock? Well, it's about time you woke up. You've been sleeping forever. I was flying forever. Leave me the hell alone. I was tired. Oh, whatever. Hey, what's the, uh, what's going on with the rations. Looks like we're doing pretty good so far, um, but here in another couple days we're going to have to definitely get some more. Alright. Well, I say the hell with it. We need to go hunting today and not have to worry about it. As you're saying this, I'd like both of you to give me perception checks. 16. 13. Uh, as you're talking, you uh, you don't really hear, but you see a streak of light above you. And it just zooms by. No engine, but the uh, the fire trailing after it. You can tell that it's either a spaceship or some sort of a fire debris, and it's going. Um, it's flying east of your location. The fuck? You see that? Yeah, I don't know if that was. It could have been like a falling star, but I think that was a lot bigger than that. Yeah. Can we go see what it is? After a few moments of chit-chat, the tent is stowed away and the pair set out looking for game. This ice ball hasn't quite turned to face the sun yet, so it's still dark out. Uh, give me a survival for tracks. Nope, no, I keep it in. Uh, people that listen to these podcasts love the sound of dice rolling, so that's why I don't mind that he has uh, boulders for... Uh, Gaia, what did you get for your survival check? That one. Okay, uh, what's, your, what's your bonus? Uh, one one thing I need to correct is uh, nat ones aren't inherently an automatic fail. Uh, for flavor, I was thinking about doing it, but uh, a Pathfinder playing friend of mine let me know, hey, not exactly true. So uh, it's it's bad in combat. If it was a weapon attack, you would have missed. But with a one plus your survival, oh survival, seven. Okay, so eight total. Orin, fourteen. Fourteen. Fifteen. Sorry. Fifteen. Okay. Yeah, you are able to find some tracks, and they seem to be moving in kind of a northeasterly direction. With that score, you're able to tell that those look suspiciously like the little bastards that greeted you on your first night on this planetoid. Would those little bastards be somewhat edible? Yes. <laughs> uh, with your 15, yes. you Those predators that you did kill, they were small, but there were a lot of them, so you feel like you could probably slap together some sort of sustenance from them if you can find uh, another clump of them. Okay. For the next... Ugh, four hours, you're trudging along this ice, following these tracks. Give me two survival checks, both of you. Okay, yeah, I was looking for crit fails to see if you got lost. Uh, you were able to stay on target. You kept following them. They disappeared sometimes, and they'd come out of a hole. You'd see a hole, and you could tell that it was fairly freshly dug from the claw marks. 
and you're you're moving along in this direction. You didn't lose your way. Uh, you come to a rise, and past this rise, you see a gully, and beneath you see the unmistakable signs of an escape pod, crash landed, spherical in shape, debris littered, fires kind of flaring out here and there, and uh, you see those same predators you've been following. They must have seen the same thing you saw, and were tracking it. You see these small little predators climbing, uh, inching their way closer. You don't know whether for uh, warmth from the fire or perhaps a, a promise of a cooked meal. Give me a life science check if either of you have it. I feel like Gaia may have it. Uh, life science is yeah. I have four. Okay. Sixteen. So that give me twenty. Okay. Um, do you have a rink in it? No. Okay, then no, you can't. A twenty not natural? Okay. These small brown furred critters are crawling towards the escape pod on all fours with blue swirls in their fur around their chest, eyes, and hands. From your experience with them before, you know that they burrow in the ice and they sometimes can be riddled with disease. They are called Nysissian predators, and I'm going to show you a picture of that. Not a whole lot of meat on them. They're thin. Ugly little fucker. Yeah. How far away is the pod from where we are? You are about 20 feet up, and it's about 40 feet out. I relay all the info. Okay. Because I can see and you can. Yeah. Orin is able to make out that the fires of it are illuminating a bit, so you can see the wreckage. And uh, suddenly there's a bang. A panel of the pod is launched away and out stumbles a small figure. Take a few shaky steps forward and immediately fall flat on their face as the predators start closing in. Roll for initiative. Mm-hmm. All of us. So 13 for Gaia. Orin, what'd you get? 11. Okay. And joining us in studio for this special episode of Hexgrid Heroes is the biological son of Jake and Jan, Ray. Hi, I'm Ray. What did you get for your initiative? Uh, I got... I rolled a 19. Okay. Plus 8? Mm-hmm. 27. Okay, you were definitely going first because Predator 1 got a nat 1. Okay. Orin, you got a 15? 11. This combat is going to take place right now. Uh, Ray is that shadowed figure laying in the ice. So, top of the round, Ray, you are up first. You are laying prone in the ice and snow. You, uh, you, you've lost all the stamina points you had in the crash landing, but you are alive, battered. You see in front of you small fires, the door of your escape pod laying in front of you, and a couple small brown creatures with uh, drooling mouths and red eyes inching towards you. I'm going to have to take out one of these guys. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go for the one closest to me directly. Okay, are you going to stand up? Yes. It will take a move action to stand up, and you still have plenty of um, action economy to pull out your gun and fire away. Okay, I will take the... Cavitation pistol. Okay, uh, roll me a ranged attack with your cavitation plasma pistol. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> Alright, that's a nat 20, so that's a, that's a crit. Um, what's going to happen is you're going to roll your damage twice. Okay, so seven points of uh, plasma damage. Now, your cavitation pistol has the pulse effect. Unfortunately, the other animals, the Nysissian predators, are too far away to take more damage. But seven points of damage is nothing to sneeze at because this globule of plasma bursts forth from your pistol and it's glowing brighter than normal. And it just pelts this 
little ferret looking thing right in the chest and it is down. They only have six HP. So you stood, uh, that was a move action. You did your standard. Uh, you don't really have a free action at this point to use. So that is your turn used up. Next up is Gaia. I know I'm on this mound. Mm -hmm. Looks like this guy might need some help. I say to Oren, like he just, he came out, he stumbled and. I don't know, that's a pretty badass fucking pistol he has. Yeah, but... Fine, we'll help. <laughs> I still think we should help this little guy. Are they about the same size characters? Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking I want to use one of my spells, but I'm trying to remember what spells I've got. Okay. Are there any rocks? Yeah, this entire snowy area is filled with loose rocks, and there are large boulders, but yeah, there are ice balls laying over, there's... All kinds of things if you're wanting to do a telekinetic projectile. That's what I was thinking. Okay, give me a ranged attack as you lift with your mind a shard of rock. And which one are you trying to hit? I think I'd probably have better luck at the one closest to me okay. over by the fire. 16 plus 2, 18. Okay, 18 definitely hits. These things are not wearing armor at all. So, yeah, you are able to pick up this rock, hurl it, and it just bounces off its head. Give me a damage roll. Okay, minimal damage, one point of damage, but this thing smarts. It hits it right in its ear. It's cold out. Your hands are ice cold. These things' ears, while they are covered in fur, their ears are a little exposed. Their ears are cold. This hurts. Okay. Um, so, yeah, do you okay. want to move any closer? It's an easy acrobatics to slide down this little embankment to get down closer if you'd like, but if you don't want to risk anything, you can stay up. I think I'll come down a little bit closer. Along this way or down? Down. Okay, give me a, a very easy acrobatics check. Wait, Jesus Christ. Okay, you are able, basically you do a Spider-Man leap. You, you leap over, you vault, you turn, you spin twice, and then you do a very graceful landing in the ice below. Good job. Nobody hears you. No, no. I'm very stealthy. Not even, the, yeah, the ice doesn't even break under your fall, <laughs> even though your mini is on top of a uh, wolf. Uh, so, so uh, that's your turn. Uh, next up, Oren. Uh, your friend just did a weird ninja flip. Looks like a Power Ranger. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to get into the prone. Okay. Pull up my military sniper rifle. Mm -hmm. Look through the sight at the one that guy hit in the ear. Mm -hmm. So you can choose between uh, an energy projectile or a, a very thick caliber bullet. And uh, through the scope, you are able to see with the effects of dark vision, but your, your field of vision is very, very small. So, okay. Uh, with the life science check she did, it was pretty good. You know that these things are vulnerable to uh, fire. So I go ahead and I switch it over to... I take my selector knob, click it over to like a heat, fire type okay. yep. laser. You get a bonus because you are uh, prone and because you have the high ground. Yep. Net 20. Are you shitting me? No, I'm not. God damn it. I mean, oh, what, yeah, uh, that's another crit. Three turns, three crits. Uh, they weren't all, but okay, uh, roll your damage. What? This does a, a D8 of fire damage, so roll that twice. And uh, real quick, uh, this is a weapon of your own design. Uh, what type of crit effect would your sniper rifle do? Basically what it does with the firearm, any sort of uh, energy mm -hmm. that it shoots out, it will kind of hit, blow up. Oh, glass. okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, roll 2d8. 
doesn't the crit. Eleven. Okay. Uh, so it is way dead, way, way dead. Uh, you almost double kill it. Uh, in this explosion, uh, give me a D4 of explosion. Are we looking to see how Three. much this one's affected? Yep. Uh, with this burst, uh, you, you hit it and the, the whole thing just, like you microwaved a turkey. <laughs> and it bursts out. And how much damage? Uh, three. Okay, three points of uh, damage to the uh, the next closest predator, as the uh, the viscera and the skull. It's a very hardy skeletal structure. Pierces this other one, and it's wounded, and it looks back and it snarls at you. And it took that damage, and it'll see. Uh, it didn't see where it came from because you were prone, but it sees Gaia, so it is going to move over and bite out at you, Gaia. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five. And just bite out at you. Does a 14 hit your kinetic armor class? Oh, 14. Okay, meets beats. So it does bite down on you for three points of damage. As it reaches and bites at your leg and scores a hit on you. It's uh, it's looking rough. The term is bloodied when something is at 50%. The three points of damage it did, it is bloodied. It is breathing heavy. It looked even more feral than it was before. And uh, top of the round, Ray, why don't you tell me the name of your character as you see these two people come out of almost nowhere and just start blasting apart these animals? Chirok. Chirok. Mm-hmm. Describe him for me. What does he look like to the... Uh... He's a uh, two and a half foot gripply. Gripply? Okay, so a, a frog person for those that don't know. A drow woman just Olympic style vaulted down onto this ice in front of you and then you see above uh, the glint from the fire of a sniper rifle muzzle. Mm-hmm. The, one of these predators is a snarling at this woman. What do you want to do? Uh, take a moment to assess. I'm realizing the sniper could have easily hit me. They don't seem like they're very uh, attentive towards me, or at least hostile. So I don't want to use my cavitation pistol in the fear that I could damage the the drought, let's say. Okay. They also seem like they can handle themselves very well. How much movement can I do? How many 20. Spaces? Because you're a smaller character, your movement is a little uh, less. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could do a double move and get right up next to it, exactly 40 feet away. But if you did that, that's all you would be able to do, mm-hmm. uh, other than like pull out a, a melee weapon if you wanted. I think I'll actually use this time to get back inside my shuttle and see what items I can find. Okay, cool. Go in there and give me a quick uh, perception check. As you're uh, rifling along the panels and the cupboards of this little escape pod. 14. Perception is plus 2 still in 16. 16, yeah. You are uh, able to uh, find a couple days worth of rations, a a flare gun, a survival knife, a med patch, and an insulated blanket. I'm going to say that's all you can do in your turn. These turns are usually about 6 seconds long, so you're rifling through looking to see what you can get to help you out. Next up is Gaia. The, uh, the little fellow that you just helped uh, looked at you, looked at Orin, turned around and started rifling through the escape pod. Well, I also know that I've got this guy right next to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to reach for my tack lash okay. and try and whip it out and see if I can, like, maybe chuck it. Okay, so what you're wanting to do is a, a pretty specific thing. Um, not really a chucking thing. Um... Well, you said it's pretty small. Yep. 
So my tack lash ha has spikes on it. Mm -hmm. So I, if yep. I could uh, get it to wrap around it. Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, roll me an attack, a melee attack. Melee plus one. Ooh. Unfortunately, no. You aren't able to. Uh, uh, it's it's moving around too. It's a little fast. You're unable to beat its KAC. Oh, okay. So uh, unfortunately, you do have the tack lash out. You whip it out. It's got quick reflexes. It's able to dart out uh, of the way. Dodge it. Do you want to move at all? Bear in mind, being fair to everyone. If you were to move away, away, unless you did a, a withdraw, um, they would get a free attack at you, an attack of opportunity. Right. If I stayed there and I didn't move, would I get another attack? No, oh. not at this level, no. So I'll, I'll just stay right there. Okay. You have your attack lash out, and the way we talked about it before is it, it's a length of cable with barbs right coming all along the side of it. And this thing has a couple neat features. It has reach, so ideally you could have done this from a a little further away, just one step away, um, you're fine where you're at. See, Taclash can also disarm, so if someone had a, a gun, she could conceivably, if she uh, did it right, do an attack and then wrap around, she could disarm someone with it. So the Taclash, while a basic weapon at this level, it's pretty cool what you can do with it. Next up is Orin. Uh, there's a predator uh, nipping at your friend's, not even heels, just full on in attack mode, and the little fellow you saw step out of the escape pod has returned to the safety of the escape pod. And you can't really see them anymore. Such a badass look with such a little chicken shit. Alright, let's do this. What I want to do, mm -hmm. throw my sniper rifle over my shoulder. Okay. Because I know it's too close to her. Sure. Too close to Gaia. You do You do have height. You are 20 feet above her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I just readjust sights mm -hmm. and aim at the one next to her. Okay. First off, before you tell me what you rolled, what ammunition are you using? Are you still using... Oh. It's a swift action to switch. So, do you want to continue with the fire? No, I'm going to rotate to a pierce. Okay, to a, okay, to a physical... Yeah. Alright. Ten. Unfortunately, I missed. the reason why I asked is if you had used your fire round, that yeah. would have been energy uh, armor class. That would have hit it dead on. You're just come up short. It's 12. Uh, KAC. You miss. And a bullet goes through, pierces into the ice, and it just goes, and it goes, and it goes. through the ice into the uh, subterranean. This thing is like a giant ice balloon. That's all it is. It's a huge ice crust. It's a planetoid. Within the diaspora itself, you are on the crust. On the inside of this thing, it's, it's kind of general knowledge that there are these uh, cultures in here. The dome football stadium, mm -hmm. much bigger. But they're on the inside of the crust, and the Sarkeesians uh, live in these habitats. So this thing pierces and pierces through, and it goes into the water, and I'm not going to say you hit one of these things, but uh, it goes all the way gone. If you if you're the kind of guy that retrieves bullets, you're going to need to get a drill. So unfortunately, you do miss, and it is now that predator's turn. God damn it, I should have got this in service before it fucking left. Your sniper, does it fire silently? Fairly silently? Not at all? Okay. So this thing heard. It looks up at this blast. Looks at the thing it's fighting now. It missed. And it's going to try and run away. But it's going to try and run away to the thing that hasn't hurt it. And it's going to run this way. And as it runs away, Gaia, you have an attack of opportunity. You have your attack lash in hand. You get one free attack. You can't switch weapons. It's, it's like a, an immediate reaction to uh, moving too far away. <laughs> Or a spell, if you want to use I a spell. I was going to say days. Sure, go ahead. What do I need to do for days? 
It says CR3 creature days 25 feet. Okay. Whatever your DC is, I think it's uh, 11 to 13. Uh, this thing failed, so it is days. It, it's if this was a different game, you'd see little Tweety birds flying around its face. <laughs> it just stops. It just halts its movement right there, and it's now days for a turn. Top of the round, Chirac. You uh, you have uh, scavenged this escape pod. What would you like to do? I will go back out. I do believe I'm still holding my pistol. Mm-hmm. But I will exit. Sure. Assess the situation. I heard a sniper, and this thing is still alive, so I'm not entirely sure if this uh, sniper knows what he's doing. But it's confused. Mm-hmm. The creature is, at least. Yeah, it, it's swaying. It looks like a, a, an exhausted horse. It, it's having trouble standing up. I'm going to go for my pistol one more time. Okay. Just to help them out. Mm-hmm. I see one creature left. Yes, and this is EAC you're hitting because it's a plasma weapon, so yes. This thing hits. Uh, roll your damage. Four. Okay, uh, yep, another globule of plasma. Not as bright as the one it did before, but just flies across and it just nails this thing right between the eyes and it falls down dead. Alright, and that's it. Yep, uh, you guys are out of combat. You guys see each other. This fellow has uh, fallen two of them. I'm kind of going down. Give me an You're acrobatics. Just slide no. on your butt, or... or do you want to take? You can take ten. It's it's an it's a five. Net twenty. <laughs> okay. Uh, you remember the Frosty the Snowman special where he just? I did not slide on my goddamn belly. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> no, I'm just kind of sliding down and like beating on on the sniper rifle and trying to figure out why the hell the bullet went. Not where I wanted it. Oh, okay. This guy sure can't slide down a mountain, but can't hit a thing for shit. Does Turok say that out loud? Yes. Okay. Uh, within plenty of earshot, uh, you hear this frogman. Yeah, say that to the one that I have fucking obliterated. Oh, shit. Thank you for your help, though. What? Where are we? And I'll go over at Gaia and start speaking in best. Trying to remember what it was called, though. You know, we haven't eaten in a while. We can eat this fucking thing. We also have a couple that are already cooked up. Wait a minute, that will have liberated mine. <sighs> Fine, I'll be nice. Because you nat 20'd it, it's basically already cooked and it's like a blooming onion, <laughs> but of flesh. As mine would be, right? Yes, yes, yours, yours as well. Uh, his just uh, is a little further spread of a blooming onion. Yours is a nice, it has a nice char to it right now. So these two are speaking an alien language in front of you. Do you want to roll a sense motive? Yes. So you can so you can roll to see if you understand, uh, like, yeah, uh, body language. One. Okay, no, no, they're just, <laughs> they spoke to you in common previously, but then they switched to an alien language. Yeah, so I'm you, not trusting that. Mm-hmm. Hello again, listeners. It's time for a little break where we're going to listen to a little bit of an ad from a few friends of the station. So without further ado... Thank you very much for listening. Good day. This is Dick Horney, inviting you to explore the world of Dustress, a unique homebrew setting within an Elder's Dream Games universe. Come along as the Hive Queen leads a gambler. Cowboy, motherfucker, with six shooter. I ain't never moved cattle in my life. I am a gambler. A Native American. He, he doesn't have a lifetime of eating processed food, so he probably is actually quite regular. 
and a Detroit teenager. Okay, so we're rolling into elves, aliens, and troll dolls. Through discovery of new magical abilities, struggle with the reality of unknown gods, and maybe learn a little bit about themselves along the way. Visit Eldritch Dream and Duster's Podcast on Twitter for details. And with that, listeners, we're right back to listening to the Hex Creed Heroes podcast. What language does your character speak, or would I be even pervy to what his you could ask him. he is? Uh, you you know he speaks common. You heard him speak common. Right. You just don't know what other language you would have without talking to him. Do they even know what creature I am? That, that's what I'm asking. Would oh. I be familiar with what he is? Not really, no. This is a... Mm, give me a life science. Gaia. Actually, would I run in there? Actually, give me a perception Orin. 12 plus 4. Okay, 16. Orin? 6. Okay. Gaia, you are a Xenodruid. That is your class. Xenosucker? Well, that's your theme, but you're also a Xeno-Druid in that alien-Druid. You've studied a lot of forms of life. Uh, you can tell that this is a frogman. You also know that with the 16, they were called Gripply. You know that they're not from the packed world systems, but you do know that uh, they used to be quite populated in Galarian, that was. Mm-hmm. But you haven't seen one of these ever before. But you've studied them and seen archaeological remnants, mentions of them, maybe in some ruins you may have studied. Orin, with a six, I'm being very nice to you, and I'm homebrewing this. So when I was saying before, listeners, Gripply is a race that is featured very prominently in Pathfinder. Starfinder hasn't gotten around to introducing them, but Ray, when he was brought on to join us for this, I was told that he usually played that race. So I wanted to incorporate it in, and I'm going to homebrew it because there are some mentions on forums about it. The Gripply homeworld is actually in the Vescarium. It's a small planet. You don't see a lot of them because they're not the warrior race at the Vescar, so they were largely ignored. Not seen lesser of, but just not held to high regard. They were just... They were the hobbits. The hobbits of the Vesk, yeah. And quick thing, I don't know if we discussed this, Ray Orin is a Vesk, a large reptilian dragon-like, did we just say? Or... Yeah. And, kind of. and uh, Gaia, a drow, purple skin? Mm-hmm. Did we say purple? Dark elf. Give me, uh, do you have life science? I don't think you do. Perception? It's very easy. Okay, yeah, you you instantly recognize a Vesk. Um, They were kind of the bullies in your home system. If you're from there, your home planet, it's in the Vescarium. Uh, If you you were raised by Gripply, you were told about Vesk. They're a pretty common thing. And uh, Drow, you've probably heard of. They keep to themselves, but you do know that they are typically seen as vicious and cruel slave owners sometimes. And they're still speaking alien languages in front of you. Mm -hmm. And the same motive was poor. It was very poor. So although I know um, that they weren't entirely hostile towards me, I definitely feel standoffish right now. Um... So I think I would slowly approach him and ask him if he's okay, because he did just crash down on this planet. Mm-hmm. And... I do still have my weapon out. Okay. Gaia, do you have your weapon drawn? Um, I'll put my tack lash away. I'm cautiously moving up. I'm not like just, hey, what's up? <laughs> You're not breaking into a racially Break charged Break dance hand move sequence. as I cross the ice. Yep. Slide. <laughs> 
What's I'll, I'll approach him backwards with the slide like I'm in Castlevania. <laughs> Give me an acrobatics check. I'm just joking on that. Okay. Go ahead. No, I'll, I'll cautiously walk up and ask him in common mm-hmm. if he's okay. He did just crash on the planet Nysus. And are you okay? Yes, I am fine. Thank you for telling me where I am. Do you need any medical help? I need rest. I do need rest. But I do not need help with that, thank you. I have my shuttle that I will use as my as my place of rest for the meantime. You know, these things can come back and kill you while you're sleeping. I've, I've heard about you people. I don't, I'm not going to lie. I've heard bad things about you vests. Don't lump me in with those murderous bastards. Fair enough. But I don't know. Uh, Oren, are you still eating your sniper rifle? Just yeah, not. I can see. Are you are you still pummeling it well, while you're talking? Like trying to clear it and mm-hmm. see what the hell was going on. If, okay. <laughs> if it was cold, just because it was cold. Give me a dexterity check. That twenty. Uh, yeah, you're you're just you know you're tinkering with it. You know you're pulling out bits and bobs from it. I don't know gun parts, and I'm not going to insult everyone by trying to sound like I do. So you're you're pulling this thing apart. You're looking at it. Uh, you put it back together and you sight it again. It seems to be working fine. You know, I should have got the thing service before it decided to take off. All right, well... Hopefully it doesn't miss shot he, he says he's good. Um, we were tracking some food. You're more than welcome to come with us. I know you said you can use this as your spot, but safety in numbers. How about this? Let me know where you guys are going to be. Uh, I'll use some of the fire near me to, well, since you, there are two of you, there are three creatures, I will use one for food for the night. You guys can take the one, one of the ones that I killed. I'll offer you my fire because gunman can't, I can't promise that he's going to shoot this thing with the fire gun or anything like that. If you want to stay here as well and use my shuttle, I guess I... I'm obligated to say yes because you guys have not shown me much hostility. Okay. Um, yeah, the, the fires make perfect spots to cook this over. You Give me survival checks. You each can do it, or you can just have one person do it, but someone needs to create, using survival, a little makeshift spit for these predators. 16. Okay, yeah, you have no trouble. You, you you bury bits of metal in, you put a thin one, and then you put these carcasses over, and for the next 30 minutes or so, the smell of cooked meat fills the air. And some of our rations, I'd say, would be, like, vegetable and okay, just some random... Okay. Is there any chance that these things are diseased? I think I have a, a resistance to disease or poison. Um, give me... A fortitude save, all of you. 17. 17. 11. Oh, okay, 11. Okay. Okay, uh, 17 cleared it. Uh, no, you guys are fine. Uh, they cook for, you let them cook a little while longer to make sure, to, you know, fire Any burn bacteria. away. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you guys are fine. It doesn't taste bad. Do you have any seasonings, Gaia? Yeah. Okay. They're nice seasoned, uh, crispy meat. And I will, uh, post pictures on social media of, exactly what these things look like but i think i did a pretty good job of describing them there the blue tufts of fur on these things uh was the meat was a little tough but it was perfectly fine you're able to uh 
kind of hunker down. And in this time, um, it took way more than 10 minutes. So, Gaia, would you want to use a resolve point to uh, heal up your stamina? Um, you only took a little bit of damage. Yeah, it took three. Mm-hmm. And how much was the reserve point? Four. Yeah, you you have them to spare. Um, this time, uh, Chirac, uh, Oren, and Gaia, you're just sharing a bit of a meal. Uh, are you guys sitting next to each other? Kind of sitting around the fire. Okay. Yeah. For warmth, that makes sense. And I, I just kind of look over and a crash. Uh, for a small thing, you sure as hell got a mouth on you. Kind of respect it. I guess you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What's your name? Just call me Orange. Alright, Orange. And your name? Gaia. Gaia. I'll remember that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, you see. Do you remember anybody he calls me a fucking Orange? Sorry, Orion. Well, that's a little better. Well, he did just crash down on the planet, so. Yeah, so you are uh, both fully uh, healed up. You're uh, with the crash landing, uh, Chirac. You had no stamina left. It it really winded you, but you're a little tender. It, you did just fall from space, so you are mechanically fully healed. But you're gonna uh, you're gonna be sore for a little bit. This, these veggies are pretty good too. They taste good with this uh, meat. I pick a meat out of my teeth. Okay. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? Okay, so uh, Chirac isn't going to uh, take up any of the veg, but you'll you'll eat. I know the meat. Mm-hmm. Although we are sitting down having a meal, I still don't know them, and I'm not entirely sure of the food that they have brought. Mm-hmm. We didn't bring it. I'm very cautious. <laughs> it brought itself. <laughs> well, the veggies and stuff, we had I'm that in our rash- mm-hmm. rations. Okay. So, so, and uh, bread. Yeah. We had bread. We have a thing for bread. Yeah. Do they? They do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, listen to uh, the War Hero and the Widow uh, episode to uh, find out Oren's bread adventure. <laughs> bread adventure? I was so, going to uh, do it if you didn't. I thought it as soon as I said it. So, Crash, what the hell? What happened? Well, to make a long story short, the vessel that I was on was taken by pirates and I escaped through the shuttle before they got to me. Now I just need to find a way to get off of this planet and back onto the track that I was supposed to be on. So, sounds like you might need either parts to try and get out of here or find a ship. Uh, give me engineering if any of you have it. Engineering total? Yeah. We're... 14. I'm 17 plus 6. Okay. Uh, which 14. Are... Oh, plus? That was Okay. Um, okay. Uh... I've already done my search. Yeah. Well, yeah. You. This is. Yeah. This is kind of like a walk around, looking at the damage done. Uh, with your scores, this thing isn't going anywhere. It could be used as a part-time shelter. Sure, it could fit even uh, three of you in here. It wasn't. It wasn't just a one-person escape pod. Your ship. You guys could hunker down in here if needed, but it's not flying anywhere. You know, this is a pretty big escape pod. What the hell were you flying? Well, this this thing could be used for spare parts. <laughs> okay. What the hell were you flying? Do we know if it's still night or if it's It's day? still night. Uh, yeah, it's still night. Okay. Well, we have a tent. We can probably put it around the opening to prevent any air or... Uh, I will say it is night cycle. It's just you guys... Orin has only been awake a couple hours. Uh, you've been up a little longer than that. Um, 
if you guys wanted to rest, yeah, you're absolutely welcome to. I'm not telling you to not I guess do that. We but could it's have just... rested instead of using our what you call it. Fine. The, re- okay. the resolve. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay that this is just a short break on your way. Okay. On your way down, did you happen to see any shops or towns or anything? Fortunately, not. I was in front of the cockpit. I was, for one, uh, I am short, and I was not able to see through any windows uh-huh. beyond. What was in front of you? are short? <laughs> Couldn't tell. Now, have we been on this so planet long right? enough to know if there is a place nearby? Uh, I was actually just about to ask you guys. Gaia, you know about the Sarkeesians that inhabit this place, and a little more about the diaspora. Uh, it used to be, uh, this entire asteroid belt used to be two whole planets. What exactly happened to them, it's a little unclear. It's, you know, war stories, who did what to who. The end result was... These two planets were reduced to rubble, and their orbit around the sun is now where their asteroid remnants Mm -hmm. live. But going through this entire asteroid field is a river. Um, Gaia and Orin, as you were flying in, you saw this river, and it kind of is this bright blue glowing river, and it was kind of in this weird energy containment field. But if you, I assume when you were flying around, you must have flown next to it, and you could see that it was surging water. This planetoid is the source of that river. You know that pirates and mining uh, interest all over. You came, you had to land here, you just need to land. You were flying for a while, but um, you do know that this planetoid is uh, inhabited by the Sarkeesians, and they're an alien race that claim that they lived on one or two of these planets that were destroyed. And this is kind of where they're taking a stand to reclaim their land. Uh, and you know that they have uh, habitations. You know that they have under... It's, it's underground, but at the same time, it's an underwater city. It's these... Um, Jar Jar. Basically. They look nothing like Jar Jar. Um, I will pull up a picture of what a Sarkeesian is. So there's no shops or anything? There's like very little... Uh, is it fairly... Is there a place to get to it that's accessible to where we are? Yes. Yeah, they have like a bunker type thing. You know, you may come across... You don't know exactly where they are. They don't exactly advertise their location. But if you come across a, any sort of facility, you, you could almost infer it may be one that has a very long elevator that takes you down under the crust to one of these cities. But right like now Raccoon you haven't... Raccoon City. Yes, Raccoon City. <laughs> um, are these cities underwater? They are underwater. So this this ice ball, the crust, the thin, mm-hmm. relatively like thin... Atlantis. It's all ice. And then... Underneath, there's no magma, there's no ma- mantle or core. Mm-hmm. It's just icy water and the the monsters that inhabit those kind of things. So it is an underground and an underwater thing at the same time. It's just kind of like a, think of an orange. Right, yeah. Um, <laughs> this is a Sarkeesian. Ignore the wings momentarily. Just look at the, the body itself. Okay. Uh, they're about 10 feet tall. Kind of look like ice elves. Ice elves. That's yeah. that's a that's a good way of putting them. They kind of are ice elves uh, on this uh, world. Um, so yeah, they're about 10, 15, 10 to fifteen feet tall. Their <laughs> cultural identity is that they claim that they are from these worlds that were destroyed. Um, they're angry about it. It happened ages ago, but it's kind of like that that age old thing of they haven't gotten over it. They they feel. Right. Um, yeah, and when they uh, a neat thing about them is uh, you might have seen them Orin as you were uh, flying around. You two guy, you were 
looking out the cockpit, I'm sure, at some point. Because we could see out the window. Yes, you could see out the window. So your seats were raised up high enough. You may have seen these because they can survive in a vacuum. They don't really need suits. and But when they are out in space, they have these wings that open up, and they're basically solar sails. They can propel themselves through space uh, such as that. So um, that's why I wanted you to ignore the wings momentarily. I want you to look at them for them first. But that's just kind of a neat thing. And uh, another cool thing about this race is these wings pop out upon entering a vacuum, entering space. Would we be um, able to breathe in their area? Yeah, they still breathe air, but they can also okay. survive out in space. Okay. Um, what were you saying, truck? I should be able to because it's underwater having a Okay, so they're underwater, but they're all enclosed. Right. So, like you said, just kind, of, like, kind of like Atlantis too, where it's like they're in a little dome, yeah, right? Yep. So this is all water. So they they're breathing air, but somewhere there are little elevators that take you to it. So there is air, and you're absolutely right. You can breathe underwater, Chirac. This water is icy, icy cold. I would be needing you to roll several fortitude saves to survive such a thing, unless you were wearing magical or technologically um, girded armor to combat that. Now, during our fly rounds, did we see any pirates near any of the mines or anything like that? This asteroid belt is just, they're not, it's not like New York City crowded with them, but, you know, it seems like every... So the story of it being taken by pirates would make sense. Uh, roll me a sense motive. No, six. I don't have it, so... Uh, Plus seven. Uh, for this, you don't need to have brains in it. Fifteen. Yeah, yeah, you, you can do it untrained. Like things like computers and engineering, you need to have brains oh, in it. Okay. Sense motive is kind of like a perception thing. With a fifteen, yeah, it's perfectly plausible that you were able to, with your uh, superior personal piloting skills, you were able to evade most detection from pirates. And your ship, when it couldn't punch away, it punched through any pirates you ran into. But yes, uh, the diaspora is famous for its uh, pirates. There's, a, there's one asteroid you particularly avoided, you may have seen, called Broken Rock, and it's kind of like Tortuga for uh, space pirates. It's where the Pirate Council is. I don't know the exact term for it right off the top of my head, but it's the equivalent of a Pirate Council. Okay. So there are pirates all over. So yes, you have no doubt in your mind, a guy, even yours, was only a six. It's perfectly plausible. Okay. You know, Crash, we could uh, we can go require you a pirate ship if you need to get out of here. I don't mind shooting pirates. <laughs> he right really now, doesn't. <laughs> right now, neither do I. Do we need any time to prepare for anything? Because where are we going to go? The plan. Planned. Planned. The only thing I plan on doing is finding them. Uh, as, a, as a side note, uh, you can choose to relay this or not. Uh, Oren and Gaia, you have a ship. But you know it was already cramped with the two of you. There is no way you're getting very far with another body in there. Yeah. Even though I'm small? Even though you're small. The environmental controls are already kind of maxed out. It's really a, more of a like an X-Wing fighter. For the last few years, these two have been traveling together in this very tight ship. This was not meant to be an SUV. <laughs> this was an attack ship. And they're kind of already pressing their luck and their limits with the ship itself. Having another body in there uh, as often as they do, but you do know that the direction you came from was basically deserted, uh, Orin and Gaia. So I know we didn't see any ways to get a ship or parts or anything in the direction we just came from. So that leaves three other directions to go. 
Where would you guys like to go? Yes, uh, the way you came, there was nothing. Where you were at, there was nothing. That's why you uh, landed your ship and hid it there. And uh, the direction you took was uh, equally desolate the entire way. So, yes, the way you came, you feel you're just backtracing and wasting time, probably. You guys are going to have to decide which direction you want to go to uh, pursue. Uh, one option you could do that uh, I personally wouldn't do is split up. If you wanted to, you could split up. Each of you go in one direction? No? Yeah. Okay. I didn't think Orn would go for that. <laughs> no, I think... Gaia doesn't leave my sights. Is there Safety any... in numbers is, you know, we stick together. We should all be able to handle whatever comes our way. Especially with that gun you got. Are, is there any, uh, any other ridges around us besides what we just jumped down? Uh, it gets a, uh, you do notice to the east that it does get a little more mountainous. Um, you guys were in a relative plain. Plains area is pretty flat. Uh, what you see to the east is that it's a bit of a mountain range. Um, but behind you, it's basically Kansas. Ice Kansas. And as far as my species is concerned, I have no idea about this place. Nope. Um, what about the mound that we just slid down? Would there be that an was opening not a, there? That was not a mountain. That was a hill. No, I said mound. Oh, sorry. What are you trying to say then? Would there be an opening there to the town? Uh, no. Uh, okay. No, this this was no. This was just a centuries ago. It was just it's not like yogurt's thing where it's kind of no, in the side. No, of the no, mound. I'm afraid okay. not. No, that would. Okay. Uh, that's a good idea. I guess I I could have hidden a secret thing, but no. This was just a, a natural outcropping of rock and snow, and okay. you just had a good vantage point to where you saw this. Okay. What's can we see anything to the north? Uh, more plains, and then it turns into mountains to the east. And then, of course, to the south, the same thing. Same thing, just a different way. Yep. And you came in from the I came east. in from, it looks like, south. No. Not say if you see anything while you're crashing, but you also already asked them. Yeah. <laughs> so, we can continue in the direction we're heading. Head east. Mm -hmm. Is everybody rested? Well, he slept for a good few hours already while I sat watch. But I'm pretty energized after the battle, so... Well, Orin mumbles, you slept while I kept watch. That <laughs> <laughs> chuckle. Baby. Alright, do we want to head in the same direction? Do you want to yeah, travel with let's, us? Let's, let's head east. Right. Yeah, let's go the flattest way. You couldn't climb a, a rock if you wanted to. <laughs> You're welcome to join me in my rock climbing adventure. Sure. There are many rocks to climb. There are. I can step over them. All right, guys. I can climb do we want to go towards the rocks, yes. or do we want to stay? Do we want to stay in Ice Kansas? What, you want to go to the south? What's What's Ice Kansas? <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, let's go. Crash, you want to go to the south? No. We're east. moving east. East. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. The you guys start marching east. No, the planes are, are west. You are you are more or less in the foothills, oh, okay. approaching the foothills of this large mountain range. Behind you was pl flat plains. So, okay, you, you trek through, you trudge through. The, the crunch of the ice is all you hear. The heavy breathing of the trek is... Uh, give me survival checks. 19. 
Okay. Um, not not a gnat. Mm-hmm. After uh, two hours of this, uh, you see tracks. Humanoid tracks. And they do seem to be moving east. Um, do you want to continue to follow them? Uh, what I'm, what I'm going to do, I'm going to pull my sniper rifle out. Uh-huh. Uh, look through the scope. Okay. And would it still be night? Now? It's still night, yes. It is still basically pitch black. And the reason why it's still night is uh, this is a planetoid. It doesn't move with a nice, steady uh, rotation. So, so night could take a while. Night could no. take a very long while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All night long. Yep. Uh, so obviously, I switched over to night vision. Sure. Okay. Or it already is because mm-hmm. well, I obliterated that one rat. Sure. And I just kind of start slowly zooming in to see if I can okay. uh, see anything. Okay. And since I've got night vision, mm-hmm. is there anything okay. that I can see around? Uh, in the 60 feet, you know, you, you know, as he's, you know, sighting this thing, he's looking around. Uh, you're looking around, you see that it's just ice, some footprints. Um, but Orin, you do see something with your thing. It's it's fuzzy, but uh, you see a mountain ahead. As one in particular sticks out from the rest because it's glowing white. And there's a weird shape, but you can't quite make it out because you're far away. But it is a, a glowing, like, fluorescent whiteness uh, against this black from the dark uh, uh cliff face. And the way dark vision works is uh, you don't see color at all. It's all black and white. So uh, you just see black black mountains, black hills, and then you see this stark, fuzzy bl- blob in your sight. How far away? It's like another hour away before you'll be able to get a better look at it, but okay. it's weirdly white. Okay, what so I, I, I relay that to Gaia mm-hmm. and Crash. Okay. You still don't know my name. Um, <laughs> in all honesty, we never asked. No. <laughs> That's why I'm not saying anything either. Uh, a character. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I relay it to him and just let him know that the it is really weird on how bright this white thing is, and it is about an hour away. Okay. You know, I've never heard of anything like that. Okay. Uh, you you go for that hour. You start to see it. You don't even need the uh, sniper. In the process of the hour walk, mm-hmm. as we're walking, um, I would ask our little companion. Sure. What's your name? Where are you from? What's your story? What's your story going on? I sent, I do a sense motive. Sure. Just to see why she wants to know. You're a little suspicious that she would ask yeah. you. Okay. Six. Plus anything? I don't remember. One. Six. Okay, seven. Um, you can lie to him or not. <laughs> it's up to you. Um, are you sincere? Actually, no, you just fail. You don't know if uh, she's asking because she's uh, writing your name in a kill list. She doesn't... She's I just... Mean, just for, for all I know, her species takes other species. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is... That's not... You know, I don't need anyone to roll a check. It is a fantasy established lore that drow are typically famous for being slavers. Mm-hmm. Hmm. He's the same as I am, though, right? What do you mean? A Xenoseeker. A Xenoseeker. Yep. The Xenoseeker is just the, the, the flavor of your character. You're out exploring. You're an explorer. We're and that's explorers. not. Yeah, that's not really a thing you could tell about him. That's kind of like a personal. Okay. Behind. It's kind of like a mechanical numbery thing that, you know, you wouldn't. Go, so, like, I wouldn't be like, you know. You would need to. Where, where have you explored, you know, type of thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she did ask you a question, your name. 
go ahead and you can answer it how you want. And if she wants to roll sense motives on those, she can. Well, you guys told me your name. I'll tell you mine. My name's Sherlock. And as to where I was going, well, let's just say there's a. It's a long story. Uh, the ship that you were on, were you piloting it yourself, or did you happen to lose some companions? I was not piloting it at all. Yeah. Um, or did you just stow away and... Okay, there's like a million of them. Yeah, well, he's not a million of them. He's himself. I want to know more about him. I mean, we're traveling. Might as well pass the time by talking and getting to know each other. You and I have known each other for years. And as you get closer, the, the night is starting to lighten up a bit. Just a tiny bit. It's, it's slow. Uh, you don't feel the gravitation. You don't feel the... You don't feel the heat yet. Yeah. Uh, it's not planet size. It's a planetoid, so it does spin a little differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the night is ever so slightly starting to lighten. And you can see now you guys have... You're talking as you're talking. Go over this hill. And you see this. You see a uh, large mountain with a... Uh, fluorescent white symbol blasted into the side of it with some sort of laser. Mm. Give me perception check as you guys start to get closer. Uh, I wouldn't know this, though. Uh, no, you probably wouldn't. Four. Okay, neither you or you. Nine. It's, it's kind of... um. Plus eight. It's more of a culture thing, actually, and this is something you would know. Give me a culture instead, actually. I'm sorry. 16. Okay. My four. culture is a 15. Four. Okay. 14 plus okay. 4. Okay, yeah. Uh, culturally, you know that this is a this is a thing. This happens on lots of planets, but uh, it, in this solar system, there is a world called Akaton, and it's basically Mars. Uh, for listeners, Roshan is from the planet Akaton. It's, it's a red planet. Deserty, mostly not a whole lot of water except for the polar ice caps. With your culture, you know that there are certain enterprises that will harvest ice to take to planets that can't have their own supply okay. of water. Okay. So this is a food thing. Could be. So you know, also know with that, Nysis is the source of this huge river, and it's called the River Between. It's a twisting, winding all the way around this asteroid belt. Legends say it was constructed by beings from the plane of water. After the asteroid belt was formed, water elementals, water-based races like mermaids, there's other ones, but those, those kind of beings that live on the plane of existence, that is the water plane, there's the material plane you're in, there's hell planes, heaven planes. The water plane, there's legends say that water elementals constructed this as they were going to put a foothold into the material plane because the planets were gone, they were going to start to reclaim this kind of as an incursion. Other legends say that Sarkeesians did it. Sometimes, basically, Sarkeesian communities will, you know, monitor them, study them, because they feel like it's their ancestors telling them that they need to harness, they need to get the asteroid belt back together. And this symbol, what was your, uh, uh, there's no way, uh, Turok, unless you spent time on Akaton, uh, would know this. Uh, I feel like at some point, Gaia, you're from the pack world. You would know this, uh, Orin. You both have... Well, in my studies, what I've learned anything about it. Uh, this, this isn't really a studies okay. thing. This is a on-the-run sort of thing, because you guys, you haven't revealed this to Chirac, but you guys and listeners know you guys are on the run. Mm-hmm. And for why, we'll find out another time. But you've bounced around all over the packed worlds. Right. And I feel like uh, Akaton is a, a pretty desolate world. I feel like you probably have spent time there. Give me... 
culture checks. That's Thirteen. Okay. Five. Plus four. Okay. Uh, Gaia. I have no culture. <laughs> okay. Uh, Gaia, you're kind of artsy, too. You have tattoos all over you. Mm-hmm. So, so symbols and symbolism... That's 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 a thing that you're you you take note of. While in Akaton, you recognize this symbol. Okay. This is the symbol of the Zuri Ring. It's an ice cartel. Uh, Akaton being such a desert world where they don't have the freshwater source, so upstanding business people will buy up a segment of the polar ice caps, chop it up with whatever machinery they can, and ship it to around the world so they don't have to. So they're kind of pirating anyway. They're they kind pirating of are. The ice. Yeah, this this is specifically an Akatonian um, cartel that does this. Okay. And Actually, I don't think I would know something like that. Well, if you didn't roll a five, yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe you just pick up. And maybe Gaia can refresh your memory, like, hey, you know this. So I I can I can reveal what I know mm-hmm. of this. Yep. To my companions. Okay. Um, it, it, at, or it's an Akatonian smuggling cartel normally based out of a city called an Estuar, generally led by an Ikeshti family. And Ikeshti are, like how Vesk are sometimes dragon or alligator I've seen, Ikeshti are like pure lizard folk. Almost iguana-esque? Mm. Yeah, the Ikeshti. This is an Ikeshti-led uh, ice cartel. And the fact that this Akatonian symbol is on this, you you could surmise that they're trying to branch off. There's not a whole lot of uh, competition out here as the shrinking polarized caps of Akaton constantly being shipped away. Some enterprising group, some young upstart Ikeshti has decided to plant their flag literally in the side of this mountain and set up shop there. Okay. And uh, as a note, the artwork that I've been showing was made by a friend of the show, Sean. Oh, okay. commissioned him that. Uh, yeah, he's a he's a good guy. He does other podcasts. I do a couple with him, and he's an artist. I can't do any of that shit. I just said, hey, I need a symbol. He's like, I'm on it. Kind of has like almost like a claw but mm-hmm. paw mm-hmm. Yep. look to it. Mm-hmm. And you relate all this stuff to us? Yes. Yeah. And I just kind of went. Yeah. Huh. That's or something. I had to take care of some of them. Well, so do you think these yeah. guys will be hostile to us? Uh-huh. Yeah, they'll be hostile. No, I care about if they would have a ship. Them chopping up ice and shipping it back to Akaton or elsewhere, pretty, pretty certain that we anyone... Yeah. You know, we could find a spot to hold up, find out if any of these show up and we can surprise them. Do we see any of them there? Uh, you, you're still a, 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 a ways away. You're not too far away, but you don't see anyone out patrolling personally right now. Okay. But you do see tiny huts dotted all along the foothills, and uh, above on the cliff face, you see the symbol. And uh, to the right of it, it's a a dome, a, a hexagonally shaped, patterned uh, dome. And uh, behind it, you see machines going along this uh, cut into the cliff face where they've been carving out huge blocks of ice that they would then load into shipping containers and shipping freighter ships mm-hmm. back to Akaton. So I, I threw yeah. my scope. Okay. Yeah, you do you still see? Give me a perception. My eyes are closed. I got a okay. three. Okay, uh, Guy, you give me a perception too as you all are looking east of this mountainside. 
Four. It's up to the short oh fucker. God, I got three. <laughs> <laughs> None of us have Maybe any we're perception. too far away. Let's okay. get a little closer. Well, I do have a plus eight perception. Okay. So as you're looking at this, you're all looking east on this mountain. Oren, uh, you don't see a whole lot. But Guy, as you're looking out at this, knowing that the Akeshti aren't always the most easy to get along with, mm-hmm. they, uh, they're volatile. Truck, you wouldn't really know this. And Oren, you probably feel this way about a lot of people, but they're kind of temperamental. The way the Akeshti work is, and we can go into it at another time in more detail, but they have a family unit cycle, like a, a, a hive mother, a brood mother. Like a queen bee. Yes, like a queen bee. They, they each have their own autonomy, though, but they just you know kind of worship at the foot of this queen. They are fierce fighters, sometimes are dirty fighters. Fun little thing about the Akeshti is uh, once a day they can, uh, from their eye, secrete, shoot out an acid or something. So we all are pervy to this information. I'm not. I would let you guys know if yeah. I'm the one that's yeah. pervy to uh, it. Yeah, yeah. And, and Oren, if you said I mean, you... you're traveling with us. You need to know what's going on. Yeah, if you dispatch some of these uh, in a fight, real lizards do this in real life. They can spit yeah. blood out of their eyes. Starfinder, Paizo, they made this race have that ability where they can just spit out of their eye and it just fucking grosses me out to no end. Um, <laughs> and they do it once a day, but you know that these aren't typically friendly people them being a cartel also isn't in their favor and the fact that they're on this world and not on akaton leads you to believe that these are not lawful good uh, monks (laughs) here seeking enlightenment they're seeking money and fortune as you're looking out east it's getting lighter and lighter and gaia uh, with your perception check you're looking out east and the sun crests over the mountain and all of this ice all of the snow on nisus acts as this perfect lens and this light is piercing you and you wince in pain and you close your eyes and we're back on the morrow Gaia rubbing her eyes from past pain looking out as this ship has moved away into open space her eyes are smarting a little bit stars are kind of floating in your field of vision from outside your cabin you can hear the sounds of your traveling companions as they're uh, stomping around the cargo hold going towards the bridge as you guys are leaving Absalom Station so yeah that's where we're going to end it um i'd like to thank you all for showing up on another hot summer afternoon and uh thank you ray for joining us thank you uh ray you are the son of jake and jan uh they said you were going to be in town and they asked if i would work you into the campaign i'm still getting used to gming as you may have noticed so uh i didn't want to overwhelm myself trying to juggle five balls uh four of which I don't know how to deal with on any given basis. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to have parents and son kind of sort of thing. So uh, I wrote this little backstory to uh, the time when Gaia and Oren were out exploring the uh, worlds. Um, real quick, before I let you guys get out of here, what do you think of it? This is interesting. Yeah? Uh, I haven't done uh, tabletop D&D-esque type of stuff in a good while. Is it something... Uh, you, you mentioned D&D Online. That's the computer game, That's right? Okay. Game. So, rules-wise, were you did you feel overwhelmed with the different... No, rules-wise was, was pretty uh, pretty easy to understand. Cool. And uh, I, I left almost all of the backstory things to you because I didn't want to write a story for you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you are back in town and want to do this again, if you want to flesh out a backstory, if you want to have a story where you meet some of the others and they don't know that they've met the same person that's kind of a fun thing that could happen um i'd be more than happy to have you back um is there anything you want to like tell the listeners 
I currently live out in Virginia, so I'm not entirely sure about how often I could come back to do this. Mm-hmm. But this would be something that I would be interested in continuing to do at some point. Cool. Just need to find the time. Yep. Uh, you said you before you're a gamer. Mm-hmm. What do you What do you usually play? I do a lot of uh, single player games. I do tournaments for Super Smash Brothers. Um, uh, oh as wow! As a commentator and as a player. I haven't gone very far in the bracket, but mm-hmm. I do enjoy commentating. Yeah. If you want to check it out, they stream on Twitch. Is it okay to give a shout out? Yeah, please do. Yeah, I was going to link all put all of your uh, social information that you wanted uh, put out there to give you a follow. We have people that uh, stream some of these games okay. uh, where they, they're all around a table or on their own. They have their webcams on and they play together. That's something we haven't done much with because we're still getting uh, our feet wet. Our feet wet. I'm still learning to tell the story and guiding this along. What's your uh, Twitch handle? My Twitch is Shocked a Frog. Like it sounds, Shock D A Frog. Yep. Okay. A YouTube channel that I have is Frog Shock. It's We're going with Frog the theme Shock. here. Frog Shock was taken on Twitch. There, <laughs> there's a reason why uh, I was so ready to uh, choose Gripply for the race that I was making for yeah. you. So Frog Shock. Shocked a Frog. Shocked a Frog. Okay, cool. And then on. Um, for the Super Smash Brothers, it's that's not online. I'll give a shout out to Anvil Gaming, okay. which is where the tournaments are held. I go there uh, not as much as I would like to, but it's held on Sundays, mm-hmm. and that's uh, it's a very nice thing to watch. If and it streams. Okay, yeah. cool. Stream. Okay, cool. And I do want to say that Ray does a lot of really cool streaming. He kind of makes up his own. Challenges for games. You you went through what Castlevania? I, I did no a weapons. Castlevania Symphony of the Night. No weapons, no armor challenge. Jesus, but, all backwards. <laughs> well, because yeah, yeah. Anyone that's played Symphony of the Night, you know the uh, that triangle. If you're playing on the PlayStation, dashes you backwards, which is faster than walking through the game. <laughs> so if you turn around and continue to hit triangle, you dash, you move through the game faster than you do through walking. Cool. Yeah, um, a, little a lot of my streaming in games that I play, I will provide little tips like that, pointers on mm-hmm. what, like what secrets are where. Uh, even if I don't show it, I'll still explain these those things. I know I've I learned play. a lot of uh, on your game, your Crash Team Racing. Watching it, uh, you've given like secrets to like secret paths Shortcuts. that they have and shortcuts and stuff. I don't ever play Crash Team Racing with them. <laughs> I can't go a week without uh, some people online who want to like get together and play games. They want to do more with it. I'm not really competitive like that, but they, they won't stop talking about that game. And uh, now that I know that there are secrets, I may definitely have to check out this video mm-hmm. so I can show them that I'm not a, a noob. <laughs> uh, cool. I'm just going to finish this off by asking you two questions, Ray. Mm-hmm. First one, what is your favorite science fiction property, such as Star Wars, Star Trek, etc.? I don't think I really have a favorite, to be honest. Okay. Maybe Doctor Who. Cool. I know you'll talk a lot about Doctor Who. Cool. If you want to put that as science fiction. It's uh, some of the original science fiction, so I absolutely include it as science fiction. (laughs) Also, what would be your favorite science fiction, fantasy, or horror weapon? Like, if there was a weapon, uh, your character and you, that you would ideally have, like, if you could use... A horror weapon? Science fiction horror? Yeah, I I open it up because... uh, we're more horror over science fiction, but yeah, he so kind of lumps it together. I, I lump it together so people have an answer to give. What about you? I know the uh, the pistol that you start with in Dead Space is pretty cool. 
definitely need to get off my ass and play Dead Space. <laughs> uh, the problem is EA isn't redoing it. They're not going to come out with a remastered of the. Oh really? It's not on PS4 original? No. Oh shit. Do you have any uh, plans to stream? No, you can't stream on PS3. Okay, well, EA, get on it, or I'm just going to have to watch YouTube of the uh, (laughs) cinematics of it, because I've heard nothing but good things. Friends of mine who are huge sci-fi geeks uh, have been, like, moved to tears and hysterics by uh, some of the stuff, because they played in a dark basement. They Mm. had no lights on. They had surround sound. And one of their friends, a four- or five-year-old child, came down and said, You want to play a game? And he lost his shit. He, we were upstairs, and he was he was screaming like literally bloody murder. It was. I thought something happened. We were, we ran down there, and he was just so frightened because it was so immersive, and he was so immersed. So bummer. Cool. That would have gone good with like a Bioshock too, having yeah. a little kid in the background. Oh. You want to play a game? Yeah. So damn, too bad. That I love to play that, but I'm not. Digging out my PS3. Uh, cool. So uh, thanks again, Ray, for showing up. Be happy to have you again. Uh, thanks, guys, for showing up on a Sunday. And cool. Leave us an iTunes review. Five stars will get shoutouts. Join our Discord. Links will be posted on social media and the show description. We've started to get some people trickle in. We like talking sci-fi. We like talking the game. We like talking the characters. So hit us up. Come say hi. We're at Hexgrid Heroes on every social media there is. So yeah. Thanks. Alright everybody, that's it for today's episode. See you after the next song.